0: Let's come to God's Word then from Luke's Gospel, chapter 15. Luke, chapter 15, from verse 12. A very, very familiar story, I'm sure, to all of us. Luke, chapter 15, one of the parables, one of the three parables that we find here in Luke's Gospel, chapter 15. We're thinking this morning of the verses 11 to the end. It says there, Jesus continued... There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. And so he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth and wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country. And he began to be in need. And so he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. And so he got up and he went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son and threw his arms around him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field and when he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. And so he called one of the servants and asked him, what was going on? Your brother has come, he replied. And your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in so his father went out and pleaded with him but he answered his father look all these years I've been slaving for you and I never disobeyed your orders yet you never gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends but when this son of yours who squandered your property with prostitutes comes home you kill the fatted calf for him my son the father said you're always with me And everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad. Because this brother of yours was dead. He's alive again. He was lost and is found. Amen. It's a remarkable story, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let's just have a wee word of prayer before we start this morning. Father, we want to give you thanks for the, the wonderful word of God. Thank you for these amazing stories that we find in Scripture that can mean so much to us. And we pray, loving God, that even today, you'd be able to speak into our situation, into our need, through this story that we've read today. We give you thanks, Lord, for the way in which you come alongside us when we're in trouble, when we're in difficulty and distressed, discouraged and Lord you can do that for us today and there might be those here this morning Lord who are are just feeling that bit down who are feeling discouraged and they just wonder where it's all going to go in terms of the things that are happening to us Lord would you just give us that sense of your nearness you have promised your presence may we sense that presence be still for the presence of the Lord is in this place loving God will you just be able to communicate your truth that we might be able to hear from you what the spirit is saying to the churches we give you thanks, we pray for those who are unwell, we pray for those who are very much in their hearts and minds today those who are struggling with various issues, Lord will you reach out and touch them and raise them up and heal them and bless them abundantly we pray for our world today we think of haiti we think of chile we think of these areas which have been devastated by earthquake and very many other things and tsunamis and all that kind of things that are going on we don't want to forget them lord and we just want to thank you too that chris's family are well and okay and we just pray lord that you'll just enter into all the agencies that are seeking to bring your compassion to these folks we thank you for MAF and many other agencies, tier funding, we ask you to use them Lord to communicate the heart of God in compassionate love we pray Lord for our own government, for those who rule over us may they do so in righteousness according to the truth of your word and so we ask you, loving God to meet with us now And speak to our nation, because we pray this in Christ's name, and for his sake. Amen. (coughs) I don't know how many sermons that you have heard on the story of the prodigal son, but I've heard many, many, many messages on the story of the prodigal son. It's the, the story that begins, give me, give me, give me. And it ends up, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. I suppose there's a, a terrible greed in our land today It can even happen in families as well We have a wee sort of joke in the family I hope it is only a joke, you know When, the, when we talk about going away anywhere. Is, that, is that more of my inheritance that's going to be used up? Something like that? I hope it's just a joke when the family says things like that <laughs> They're always kind of thinking of their inheritance along the way But uh, Kenny and Haley haven't done that so far, I'm, I'm glad to say But uh, it's just good to re- realise that greed is not something that blesses our hearts. It's something that brings terrible uh, weariness to life and sin into life. And this young man had spent it all in riotous living, and he was left with nothing. And in the pigs was the multi, that was the greatest disgrace for any Jew, if it was a Jew that Christ was thinking about. Now what I want to share with you today is about the elder brother. I've had lots and lots of messages on the prodigal son. And that word, that word prodigal just simply means wasteful, a wasteful son. But I haven't had a lot on the elder brother. And if you look with me at verse 28 of that chapter, Luke 15, You'll find this key verse there in that chapter. That's Luke fifteen twenty. The older brother became angry and he refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. That's a, an amazing verse. And sky. Quite a, a, a picture we have here. Quite a dramatic picture of this angry son who refused to go in. He wouldn't go in, so the father came out and, and the son really needed to enter in. He was missing out on something. And, and it's very interesting that that word there, enter in, he refused to go in. Or he refused to enter in because I, I want to tell you that's the watchword of the kingdom of God. To go in, to enter in, is the watchword of the kingdom of God. In fact, we find Jesus talking about. that. He says, by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. And so the kingdom of God is all about entering into something that God wants us to have. Entering into all that God has for us, in fact. And yet some people just refuse to go in. And the question that we have to ask ourselves this morning, what was wrong with this elder brother's life that he just wouldn't go in and enter into the joy and the celebration that was going on in the house? What was going on in this young man's life or this elder brother? There's a few things that we could actually say about him. As you know, he was, they were celebrating the coming home of a wayward son. But was the elder brother wayward? was going on in his life spiritually that he just wouldn't enter let's explore what kept the brother out one of them was a suspicious spirit he was suspicious and you can actually see it there in verse 26 so he called one of the servants and asked him what is going on what's going on there and you catch this criticism and and suspicion in his words what is going on and here's somebody who's aloof from the reality he's ready to be offended somebody who is touchy as he draws near the house and instead of going straight to the father he goes to one of the servants and what in the world is going on and people don't want to criticise and they want to speak against something that's going on they don't really go to the father do they? they go to somebody else they might agree with their criticism and that was true of this elder brother he goes to and they what does this mean he didn't actually go to the father he said lo these many years he says I've served you there's nothing here about the, the younger sons penitent cry father I have sinned against heaven and before you all the way through there's this suspicion that there, there's something going on here that shouldn't be going on That held the elder son aloof from the father and isn't it true of many people today there are those who are suspicious of of various things in church life they're suspicious of churches that don't meet in church buildings have you ever heard that well they're not a proper church they don't meet in a church building I've even known people to be suspicious of those that preach about being born again of the Spirit of God. I had somebody say to me once, that's Baptist. I said, no, no, it's biblical. You must be born again. Because who that person was who said that to me in their church, they never heard about being born again of the Spirit of God. And they become kind of suspicious of anybody who starts to preach that kind of thing. And there's all these things going on that people are suspicious of. And yet it says in Romans 3 and 23, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I've even had folk who are suspicious about saying that they're a sinner. And they say, I'm not a sinner. I have never committed adultery. I've never been divorced. I've never, this has never happened to me. I've never stolen from anybody. I'm not a sinner. And yet, the Word of God says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And there's all this kind of suspicion going on. And sometimes it happens when the blessing comes. And people get really blessed by God. And they get filled with His Holy Spirit. And I thought, I'm suspicious of that. There's too much joy going on in that place. (laughs) You ever had that that reaction that when you get the blessing, people are suspicious. When you preach about being born again, people are suspicious. And all this kind of thing, it just seems to keep them out of all that God has for them. And I, I hope you're not like that. I hope this morning there's nobody suspicious of being here or suspicious of anything that we teach or suspicious of any blessing that we enjoy because that's one of the things that kept this elder brother out of all the father had for him. It's not just for those who are outside the church it's also for those who might be in the church. And like the elder brother, they go to anyone but the father. They go to somebody else. And What's going on in that place? What does that mean? And they've never even been there. They haven't been to see what's actually going on. But there's something else. Not only was the elder brother out of touch with his father, he was out of touch with his brother. Look at verse 30. It says there, This son of yours, that's a clue, isn't it? Not this brother of mine this son of yours and that's how it goes we, we don't go to the father to find out what's going on and when we're out of touch with the father we're out of touch with each other isn't that true if you're not in touch with the father you're not in touch with your brothers and sisters of Christ I wonder if there are people of whom you would rather say to God God this son of yours this daughter of yours and this brother of mine and this sister of mine is that why we're not entering in? Is that why our spiritual life is as it is? If there's a suspicious spirit that's keeping us out of all the Father has well, then let's tell the Father about it. Tell, Lord, I'm not very sure about this, I don't know what's going on, but I'm coming to you to ask you, Father, what's going on? Because I want to be part of what's going on by your spirit. I want to be in there. But perhaps we need to do that with the Father God. We say, God, you're blessing your church. You're doing tremendous things in people's lives. And I want you to do something for me. I need something to happen in my life. Well, there's something else that kept the other brother out. Not only do you see a suspicious spirit, but there's very much a selfish spirit. You can see it there in verse 29. All these years I've been slaving for you you might be tempted to ask well what's selfish about that but further down in verse 29 reads yet you never gave me a young goat that i might celebrate with my friends he was thinking of himself that is anyone who's worthy of such a feast it was really him he is the one that was worthy of such a feast he didn't go out and riotous living. He didn't take the inheritance and go and waste the whole lot and have nothing left and go out with prostitutes and that kind of. He didn't do that kind of thing. And he says, "Dad, you you, you never gave me a young goat. You gave me nothing." I know sometimes there's that selfishness. This is a, a time of the year in the Christian calendar. It's called Lent. Now I know that in Baptist churches and this church here perhaps we, we don't really say this is the third Sunday in Lent and we're meant to be on such and such passage of scripture. But it's good to think about Lent as a time for self-discipline, for giving up things, for coping with temptation, all that kind of thing. is built up into the time of Lent, 40 days before it comes up to Easter and Good Friday and Easter, that kind of thing. But here is the selfishness in this elder brother. But the father wasn't thinking in the same way. You see, the father was thinking of grace and mercy, and this elder brother was thinking of works and judgment. And I'm glad to tell you that's how the father still thinks. It's all his grace, his mercy. And here's the elder brother, works, judgment. And I'll tell you this, if there was any, any entering into anything through works, the elder brother should have entered into to all the festivity. Because he had the works, didn't he? He had done all these things. He been he slaving for the father and you never gave me a young goat to have a, a celebration with my friends. If it was only thing to do with works, the elder brother should have been right in there first. Before this young son. But God is saying to us, it's not of works, as Paul says, lest any man should boast. It's by grace through faith that we are saved. Have you ever been tempted to look at all the works and the things that you've done and say, well Lord, if there should be any blessing, it should be coming my way. (laughs) I don't really feel it at the moment. I've got all these works and things. I had this stupid teacher at school when I was a child. Maybe I told you, forgive me if I've told you this, because I'm getting to that age where I can't repeat myself. (laughs) But this teacher at school, she said, now when you meet God, she said, to this young life of mine, he'll ask you how many good deeds have you done? <coughs> and like a stupid young child, I got a wee notebook out and I started to put a wee stroke for every good deed. Can you imagine how many good deeds I'd have clocked up by this time? And I learned early on in my life that God is not going to look at my wee pad and count out all the good deeds I've got. Because all my works love me like filthy rags. Because it's not of works and judgment. It's grace and mercy. And that's how the father was dealing with the younger son. And that's how the father wants to deal with the elder brother. And the elder brother doesn't realise he's got a suspicious spirit. He's got a selfish spirit. And that selfish spirit was keeping him from entering in. We think about works. The father thinks about grace and relationships. It's on the basis of the the relationship of the father and son that he welcomes the prodigal son back and it's still on the basis of grace and relationship that the father wants the elder brother to come in and enjoy what's going on. So there was suspicion there. There was selfishness there. If you are going to enter in, it's as one who has been humbled. God commands all men and women as well everywhere to repent. How easy it is to have that selfish spirit. Lord, these many years have I served you. A Sunday school teacher, an elder, or a deacon, a minister, or a layman. Lord, I have been busy for you. There's a difference between busyness and blessedness, isn't there? A difference between busyness and blessedness. In fact, we can be so busy that we're keeping God out of our situation. We can fill up the minutes and the hours and the days of our life in order to avoid stopping and thinking where we are spiritually and all that the Father wants to bring us into. That busyness can be a barrier to blessedness. And we have to watch that. If you're too busy to pray, somebody said, you're just too busy. You're just too busy. A big difference between busyness and blessedness And so in a sense, you see, he he too, the elder brother, was away from the father. He too was wayward, a wayward son, because of his suspicion and his selfishness. He was angry, and it says in the word of God, and refused to go in. But linked to that selfishness is one final point and that's self-righteousness or self-righteousness look at verse 29 again I never disobeyed your commands or your orders here he is with a cold critical heart unwilling to utter the affectionate word father he's unwilling to utter the word brother and he says I have never disobeyed your commands what is the father's command? you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart With all your soul, with all your mind. And you shall love your neighbour as yourself. I've never disobeyed your command, Father. Have you not? Has the brother not failed in the greatest command of God? And it's quite possible that, that we have kept ourselves out of blessing by this self-righteous attitude. Thank God for all those who have come into a gathering and said, Lord, I have never disobeyed your command. And they go out from the gathering saying, Lord, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Have mercy on me, a sinner. God is here to search the heart, you know. And he's come to search the heart of the suspicious, the cry out. What does this mean? And he says to us, it means this, that the dead in sin are now alive. And those who are lost in sin have actually been found. That's what it means, son. That's what it means. And it comes to search the heart of the selfish. All these years I have slayed for you that you never gave me a young goat. And God says to such people who are selfish, all that is mine is yours. What's mine is yours. Take it. And God is searching the heart of the self-righteous. I've never disobeyed your commands. God said, where's your love for me? Where's your love for your brother? Your sister in Christ. Your family. (coughs) Ah, But you see, the wonderful thing about this elder brother story, it doesn't end there. Because the story ends with the glorious news that the father came out. The father came out to the elder brother just as much as he came out for the younger son who was making his way back home again. The same welcome was there, the same love was there. Isn't it the most wonderful news of the gospel? That the father is ever going out for all those who refuse to come in and he's going out for you today. The father is ever going out for those who refuse to come in just the reason that God has brought you here this morning to tell you that He is going out for those who refuse to come in It used to be a wee song that we sang many years ago enter rejoice and come in enter rejoice and come in today will be a joyful day enter rejoice and come in good number of years ago now I took a wee uh, story from the Times newspaper I've had it in my possession for a good number of years now. But I don't know how many of you have been to Cornwall. But they tell me in Cornwall, there's a bridge there. <coughs> and the the bridge is Tamar Bridge at Saltass. Anybody been there? You've been there in Cornwall. Well, you know, this bridge there, there was a day, it's 130 feet above the river. I haven't even got the date on this. But you know, the police... It had been a rainy day and the police were down at the foot of the bridge and they were looking up and doing nothing. They, they couldn't decide what to do. Because there was a young man who had stepped over the edge of the bridge was about to commit suicide. And he was standing there in the middle of the bridge and the, the police realised it was a wet day and it would be quite dangerous to go. While they were thinking what to do, some man just climbed up onto the bridge got over the edge of the bridge and started to go along like this and grab the young man and that man that did that was the father there's a picture in the Times of the father reaching out for his son and the article says father risks life on ledge to talk son out of suicide the father's going out those that refused to come in. Just on uh, Friday there, or Saturday it was, yesterday in fact, i got news about one of our members had tried to commit suicide and went to the hospital to see her and, and bring her home. And it's a, a difficulty that many people face, even young people. And yet just trying to get that wee message over to her would be so helpful. But the Father's coming out For those who are suicidal. For those who feel uh, is life worth living. He's coming out. For those who refuse to go in. You may be not the son that's went away and taken the inheritance and spent it in riotous living. Is it possible we could be like the elder brother. Who refused to go in to the celebration and the blessing. And God says for all such I'm coming out that you might enter into the kingdom and all the celebration that's there for you today let's pray loving God we just want to thank you for your word to us today this elder brother just seems like one who didn't go and spend his inheritance and write his living he seemed to be so suspicious so selfish, so self-righteous he felt he deserved more on the basis of his works And yet, Father, you deal with us not on the basis of works and judgment, but grace and mercy and relationship. And Lord, we want to hear that call of yours today to enter in to the celebration, to all that you have for us. And if that means coming before you, Father, and and saying, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Forgive me staying out when I should be in to all you have (laughs) And just cleanse me afresh. And speak into my life. And to this church's life. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.